This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to College Dame Day. Um... Well, everyone can rest easy this week. The Huskers have a bye. But we will go ahead and recap the game from Saturday. We'll talk about some upcoming matchups. And then, of course, the news coming out of Nebraska again about our defensive coordinator. So, getting started. Saturday's matchup was feeling real good after we stopped him on the first drive and went and scored. And then, you know what? You can just stop watching after that. The first five minutes were great, weren't they? They really were. Highlight reel. Yeah. Well, mom and dad were here, so we did watch the game live, which I haven't been doing for my mental health, but it was pretty ugly. Do you guys think Oklahoma is just that good? When you don't, like, fumble the ball every drive down the field in the second half, too. Like, my thing was, like, we put up over 300 yards of offense on them. Like, it wasn't like we couldn't move on them. It was like it, like, we stalled for a little bit, and then we started moving again, and then we just sort of fun like you can't you can't just not take care of the ball you can't you can't do that so yeah I, my, jur- like the, is the phrase the jury's out jury's still out or whatever yeah that's how it is for me on Oklahoma because like to be honest I I didn't think it was them being so dominant I just felt like we were playing like crap but I could be wrong I don't know I it's hard to know. Like I said, we could move on them. Like, it wasn't like their defense was stopping us. Um, so I think what you're saying, Amy, is that they didn't necessarily beat us. We kind of beat ourselves. I obviously think they're better than us. I do think this is a team that has better talent than maybe we do or maybe equal and they're better coached. I think Brent, Brent Benable's a good coach. I also agree, though. I think their defense could scheme perfectly against us because we have no line. So they just blitzed or they didn't even have to blitz. They could bring four people and like, they're just like automatically at the quarterback. So I'd like to see them match up against a, a more adequate team. I also am not super impressed with Dylan Gabriel. Like he's not a Heisman candidate kind of quarterback. He's not a CJ Stroud to me. I, so, you know, he reminds me of is Bo Nix. I was going to say like a Mac, very, uh, Mac Jones. Very inconsistent. Like to me, like he can, have like a throw downfield that's just like right on the money. And then like he can like throw it 20 yards over. Like I, it, it wasn't just like one. It was like super inconsistent. I felt like all game on. It wasn't like once he started clicking, he was fine. It was like it's very inconsistent. Um, but I would like to say I pretty much called their score. I was one point off. I knew I knew that they were going to put up a lot on us because I was like, if Georgia Southern can put up, 48 or whatever it was. I was like, they can put up 50. So they were, they let me down by one. They only put 49 up on us, but, um, well, I, I was knew in trouble because like, they had my score at halftime. So <laughs> I was not feeling good about mine. Things not looking good at that point. I knew our defense wasn't going to stop them. I just hoped our offensive output could be more. And I, I think it should have been, but it wasn't. So yeah. Our, uh, our defense, Amy, to use one of your phrases in the past, looked like wet paper towels. <laughs> yes, it did. Like there was a time where, like, we didn't even block someone. I'm like, 
I know. Yeah, that's that's what I thought several times, wet paper towels. Did you have any takeaways, Megan? I actually thought Oklahoma's defense looked pretty good, especially for Oklahoma. And I'm wondering if Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma and them getting Brent Venables is maybe the best thing that's ever happened to them. I I was kind of, I thought that that was a weird hire at the beginning of the season. And I think I'm ready to say I was wrong because they might be the real deal. We didn't play well and Nebraska hasn't looked great for a while now. So it's a hard standard to use, but Oklahoma might go further than I thought this year. The score wouldn't have been that bad if Scott was still here. He didn't, we didn't get blown out with him. Okay. Like we, we lost by six last year. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been that bad. Well, that's a hot take, but I don't want to take anything away from Oklahoma. I do think they're a, a good program. I think their defense has mm-hmm. definitely improved. I'm just saying Nebraska is easy to scheme against. So I would like to see their defense against a more a higher rated team. Again, not to say that they aren't better, like getting better. I do think Brett Venables is doing a good job, but I'm, like Amy said, still, I need to see their defense against an offense that's clicking mm-hmm. and against a line that can block. We'll see if they can skew as well against another team. But speaking of our defense, we uh, will pour one out. Scott Frost now has a buddy to join him. Uh, Eric Chenander is relieved of his duties. Mickey Joseph coming in, laying down the law. Agree, disagree. Surprised, not surprised. I mean, I think it's hard to watch that game and not fire your defensive coordinator. I would like to know, like, are our DBs, like, really that's, like, is there nobody else? Like, because to me, like, if you're getting burnt on passes and you're getting beat, like, is there not a next man up to go in and at least try? Because it's not like he could suck worse. Like, I just, I don't know this whole, like, are there not some like hungry freshmen or something that, I mean, I know most of them are young, but I don't know where you go from here. Well, our special teams coordinator, which new role for <laughs> Nebraska, <laughs> stepping up. Yes. Um, yes. I heard one of the biggest things with our defense is we just like don't disguise anything. So it's like very easy to be like, okay, well they're in this, so we're going to run this and it's successful. So that seems like an easy enough change to me. I've never played before. Could be wrong, but I know that's one of the biggest complaints um, that some other staff had. So, speaking, let's let's close the chapter on this. Let's move yes, on. Let's, we yeah. don't seem very eager to continue discussing it. We're not. We're, so, we're sad and depressed right to, now. So to yeah. move forward, Amy, you mentioned Bo Nix. He played again this weekend. Yep, um, completely different guy than played in the... Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. He's... Got the uh, other side of the Jekyll Hyde coin this week. Yes. So, um, Oregon and BYU. I was surprised by this game. Yeah, I was too. What were your takeaways? I mean, I think just what Amy was saying, I think Bo Nix is very inconsistent, and Oregon seemed like a different team. So, you know, it's kind of hard to know what to expect from them week to week, I guess. Not really sure how good they are. The takeaway is that you don't bet on games with Oregon in them because you don't you don't know which one you're getting. Yeah. The other takeaway is Auburn might have wanted Bo Nix back this weekend. <laughs> that uh, Penn State Auburn game was pretty ugly. That was, yeah. I mean, their score wasn't that drastically different than ours, honestly. Um, 
I did watch, get the chance to watch that game. Penn State just, again, it looked like them playing us. They just ran the ball whenever they wanted. Um, Auburn, yeah, it's going to be a rough year for them. Yeah, I think it will be. Another top 25 matchup, Texas A&M and Miami. Um, I did not get a chance to watch this game. Um, did anybody else? I did. I watched it, and it was a really good game. The score actually makes it look like Texas A&M was more dominant in that game than they were. Miami had a chance to win at the end. They pretty much dominated all the stats. They just couldn't score in the red zone. So Miami, oh, and twice, um, they kicked a field goal instead of going for it on fourth when they were in the red zone, which I'm a conservative person, so I understand that call. But the the commentators were just talking about how if Miami wanted to win this, they should have been a little bit more aggressive. I think Texas A&M could be in for a long season as well because they're not looking good to me. Well, we know you aren't high on the coach, Megan, so. <laughs> I, I'm really not. Jimbo's, I think, I think he's like the number one odds now that Scott's gone. I think he's the next like one with the best odds to be fired. Um, he's like, I beat Saban last year. I'm done. My yeah, he's like, my life is done. I he's, he's achieved the peak. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because they're overpaying him. So I don't know what his buyout would look like, but he's not delivering. Is it 15 million? <laughs> it's probably not <laughs> as much as we're paying. No. Uh, um. Another really, really good game. There's two other ones I want to talk about. Both okay. involve Hail Marys with different outcomes. So, yeah. Cal Notre Dame. I was. <laughs> this is terrible. Nothing against Marcus Freeman, but I'm like, how funny if Notre Dame was 0-3 and yes. after their season. Oh, anyway. I was cheering for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that Cal guy should have caught the Hail Mary. He's on his back. It like landed on his stomach. I'm like, how do you not secure the ball? Yes, both of his hands at one point had the football. It's like, just put them together, bud. Just put them together and grab that ball. So, uh, so disappointing. So close. The other game with the different outcome mm-hmm. is our Miracle on the Mountain uh, team. That's right. Part tail. Um, <laughs> Appalachian State. That, I, okay. I'm sorry, Troy, what are you doing? Because not, it's not like he caught it in the end zone off of some crazy bounce. It's like, okay, bad luck. He yeah. caught it like at the five yard line and ran it in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, where, what? I don't know. But it was a pretty crazy game. They kept highlighting it. And every time it was still just as exciting to watch. Yes. And the radio call was just perfection. So I had to go to that a few times. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Absolutely. So happy for all of those Mountaineers. It can remind us of our flashback against Northwestern and uh, Tommy Armstrong. <laughs> Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, tell me. Um, Kellogg. Ron Kellogg. Ron Kellogg. Yes. It was Ron Kellogg, and the tip was the other way, the opposite, like behind. Yeah. In front. But that is, yeah, that is a tip play that they like practice. I don't know how you don't defend against it. Defend that better, like, cause it, yeah, they tell you to go up and like you just spike it down, like yeah, hit it, just hit it down, and yeah. Yep. Well, it was successful for Upstate, so yeah. happy for them. Yeah. Hopefully, this week's upcoming games will be just as exciting. So, let's start off with a Big Ten matchup, Maryland and Michigan. 16.5 point favorites to Michigan. I think Michigan's going to cover. Maryland has not looked sharp. Um, Michigan's had no problems so far. 
the khakis, the khakis will come through again. Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. I think the interesting thing is Michigan hasn't really played anyone yet. And so I'm not saying Maryland's a real challenge, but I do think it's probably the toughest opponent they've faced. So we may know more about Michigan after this game. I would still pick them to cover, though. The Maryland-SMU game was actually a really good game. Um, Maryland pulled it out, but yeah, like, I don't think Michigan is the real deal this year, but I, I think they'll be able to handle Maryland. Michigan State, who lost this week, will face Minnesota. I think this is a very easy matchup. Um, I, I think Minnesota's going to kill them. Really? Yeah, I do too. Minnesota yeah. has very, very strong this year. Like, yeah disgustingly strong it's kind of depressing actually (laughs) if only we could get there i'm actually trying to hopefully go to the minnesota game so i would love it if they actually don't look great or even better if we looked good but (laughs) there's always but but let's just you know ask for what we think is we can receive (laughs) (laughs) baylor iowa state i'm excited for this game i think this could be a really good game i have no idea who i would pick to win I mean, maybe Iowa State just because it's at home, but I don't know. Yeah. A small uh, favor toward them with the home field advantage. Um, ooh, Megan, this one's for you. Arkansas, Texas A&M. Well, you know which way I'm going. I think Arkansas's got this game. Is Texas A&M favored? Well, it is at Kyle Field, so yes, they are favored by one and a half, but my money's on Arkansas. Is that your your lock pick of the week to bet on? No, no, that wouldn't be my lock pick because I'm too emotionally invested in that one. <laughs> I need something that I'm just a little bit more objective about. Um, kind of looks. I would bet my here. whole bank account on this Minnesota Michigan State game. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Like it's it's a field goal. Like yeah. that's no brainer to me. Yeah. Do you think Minnesota will cover by far? Oh my gosh, yeah, I think they're going to kill them. Did you guys see Michigan State play, uh, was it Washington? Yeah, they looked horrible. Yeah, well, the final score was like Michigan State scored a whole bunch just to make it like a, what, 11 or 12 point game at the end. (laughs) So they were getting destroyed. So who is your lockpick, Megan? Well, hmm... Looking through this list, I see. Okay, I'm going to go. This is also kind of hard because I'm emotionally invested in this one as well. But I'm going to go with Kansas. Wow. Want their coach? They're, they're playing Duke, who is also looking really good this year. But I do think Kansas got this one. Hmm? Are they? Duke, yeah. I think they're undefeated. Well, but they've played like okay. If Duke is undefeated, that's a good season for them. Like I don't care if they're playing FCS teams. Like that is still <laughs> remarkable. What do you guys think about the Clemson Wake Forest game? Um, I don't know. I haven't watched either of these teams a lot, to be honest. Um, I find that I'm chasing around one child or the other most of the time when I'm watching the game. So I. I don't know. What do you guys want to tell me about it? I'm picking Wake Forest to upset Clemson, who is favored just by a touchdown, though. Um, Clemson has not looked good to me at all. And 
Wake Forest just got their quarterback back. Um, they looked pretty good last week. I think they're still undefeated. So I'm going to pick an upset there. I'm going to pick Wake Forest. Clemson might be kind of on the downward uh, trend. I think they peaked the last couple of years. So, All right. The one that I'm excited about, not because I think it's going to be a good game, but I just want to see how it matches up. Ohio State, Wisconsin, back to the Big Ten. So, um, obviously, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Maybe not as good of a win now. Um, they yep. beat Arkansas State, and then they beat Toledo um, very handily. I think this is my lock pick. I think Ohio State will more than cover uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin does not look good. No, they don't. I actually want to change my lock pick. I'm picking North Carolina to beat Notre Dame. They okay. The cut the uh, spread is one and a half, and so I'm just going to say UNC covers. I don't know that Ohio State game might be closer than. I don't know that Ohio State's going to cover. I think they'll win, but I don't know that they're going to cover. What? Who? What's the? Um, the spread is eighteen and a half. For what? Eighteen and a half for Ohio State. Oh yeah, no, I know. I I. Oh. Asking about the UNC Notre Dame game. What's oh. that spread? Uh, oh. UNC by one and a half. I mean, Notre Dame had to have a miracle to be Cal. So yeah. I'm thinking there's just no problem for UNC. I watched like the first quarter and part of the second quarter, and they were really struggling. Notre Dame was. They did not look good at all. I mean, neither did Cal, but yeah. Well, speaking of struggling teams, Iowa is playing Rutgers, so what do we think there? Well, I think you should bet the under in this game. <laughs> Don't think Rutgers is going to score much, but then again, neither will Iowa. Is it at Rutgers? Yes. Is All anyone right. interested in the USC-Oregon State game? I am just because I haven't seen the new Oklahoma team play yet. <laughs> yes. Well, their defense, I think, is about as good as it's always been, <laughs> which uh, is why I'm picking Oregon State. So, have they lost yet? No, they haven't. I mean, neither team has lost. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see it, but I don't. I haven't watched either one play yet. All right. Well, we will look forward to relaxing this weekend with no Husker game to worry about. Be sure to check out our Lady Huskers, though, on the volleyball side. Um, We'll have some good games and good matchups, and we'll talk with you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.